Happy New Year's and welcome to another episode of BNA Panorama Podcast, episode four. If you hear pops in the background, it's just the fireworks going off because it's legal in the city we happen to be in. And you are going to want to stick around because about two-thirds of the way through, we are going to have our yearly takeaways from 2020, and then we're going to discuss how our fans can get involved and how you can actually have your voice heard in the podcast, literally. So we're going to do the chronological order of 2020 in 45 minutes like it's never been done before. <laughs> Fastest recap known to man. Yes. In fact, January 9th was when Corona was announced by WHO and that it existed in China. And it feels like that was forever ago. It feels like it was like four years ago almost. Like such a distant time away. And it was at the beginning of this year. When yeah. it kind of, everything kind of started going downhill a little bit. We were working, or I was working at UPS, and I was with my coworkers, and there were packages coming from China at the time, and that was when it was new, and nobody knew if it's stuck on packages or what the lifespan of it was. So people were kind of freaked out, and it just like it's funny to see how far we've came to know. Like that's kind of silly looking mm-hmm. back, <laughs> thinking it would you know stick to packages, and it's gonna start dropping people like flies. Yeah. I remember after who announced it, after I came back to college and everyone had been, you know, all over the U.S. for Christmas break, going back home, everyone came back. And this was before they kind of started facilitating people apart from each other and socially distancing. My roommate got sick and then I ended up getting sick the next day from him. And then I gave it to like four other people. I got sick too during that time period. Do you mm-hmm. remember that all their whole big friend group got sick? Yeah, we all got sick with like a cold. And it yeah. was, you know, I don't think I lost my taste of or sense of smelling or taste, but I ended up, you know, having a really bad cough and I was sick and I couldn't sleep and had a headache. So I went into the nurse's office to say on campus and they tested me for a strep throat. They said I didn't really have flu symptoms and they, you know, checked me for everything else and they're like well, we don't really know what this is, but I don't know. Just make sure you get some rest. Or and were you just sick because the Chiefs also won the Super Bowl right around that time? <laughs> you know, I am not going to say whether or not I was really, really butthurt and sad that the Chiefs won, but I was really butthurt and sad when the Chiefs won. Patrick Mahomes, MVP. He tears played. the Broncos apart every year. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All I right. mean, he kind of tears every team apart. He is a phenomenal player, though. He's getting paid the big bucks for a reason. Nonetheless, though, speaking of sports and sports stars, Kobe Bryant also died January 26th. And I remember waking up out of a coma nap, and somebody told me that he died, and I was like, Kobe who? It doesn't register, yeah. I was like, yeah, what Kobe? Like, who died in a helicopter? Oh, who's named Kobe, some rapper or something? Yeah, who are you talking about? Like, some person who... Kobe Bryant, I was like... Like the basketball player? There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I just remember rubbing my eyes and I looked at my phone and ESPN said Kobe Bryant, according to TMZ, has died from a helicopter crash. And I just was like, wow, this is quite the start to 2020. Yeah, when I first heard that, I also refused to believe. I remember I started telling people and they're like, whatever, get out of here. TMZ reported it. It's not, you know, real. He's probably fine. And news kept coming out and TMZ was 100% right. They even had like video footage of the crash. Oh, they didn't. Not the crash itself, but they had like, like photos of like the actual or helicopter explosion. You mean? Or like on the ground? Yeah, they didn't have like a video per se, but they had like proof, I guess, of seeing it happen. 
And I just remember seeing that and I was like, wow, 2020 is going to be the worst year ever, ironically. You really thought that, huh? Ironically, I was like, wow, this year is going to be... 2020 vision turned into... Real 2020 vision. I saw what was about to happen. Yeah. So then you flash forward here to about mid-March. And that's not even that long after the new year. It's just like, boom. Next thing you know, February passes. It's kind of like we're all just going about our normal lives. Mm -hmm. Do you know, and I don't want this to be extreme in any way, but I remember reading a book about like the Holocaust and how they just talked about how they took their normal life for granted. Like, you know, you, you don't think about anything like going out to eat or something like the simple stuff. And then it was all taken away. And obviously we aren't in no means like enough a holocaust necessarily but like people are locked down like the government is telling people you have to stay in indoors and shutting small businesses it just felt weird because it felt like everything we took for granted suddenly was warped and changed and so comes march 15th 16th and they announced the shutdown of every all businesses the entire united states trump announced the emergency and that was just really weird I guess for me, in my case, everyone got sent home for spring break for two weeks or a week and a half or whatever it was. And we had about two days left before we were supposed to come back for break. And we got a thing, an email that said, hey, we're going to extend spring break another week. And we're all like, yeah, one more week off of school break. You know, this is awesome. We're going to just hang out and have to do homework for another week. And so we stayed at home for another week. And then we got another email. We're going to hold it off for another week. All right, a month off. This is kind of getting a little crazy. We're okay to go back now, you know. And then as soon as we got that email, a day later we got another one that said, due to the COVID circumstances, this season, or season, this semester will be moved to online only. And from there, it hasn't really gone back too much. No, because, well, as you know, like anything that you initially do is always harder to get back than it was to initially go through. And it's funny that the corona really started to pick up around March because the last Ebola patient was uh, left out of the hospital in uh, Africa. So you lose one virus or and then all of a sudden you get corona. Not that Ebola necessarily affected us, but it's kind of funny how like right when that's that has the last patient, something else is always to rear its head. There's and always a bigger fish. So then we flash forward here. And May, there's the riots. And and this is where I think there was a serious clash between folks that were complying with the government and doing, like, staying at home. Well, then people saw the riots and they weren't really, you know, they weren't saying anything like this could be bad for coronavirus, like, in terms of it could be spreading. They just refused to say that. That's Mm -hmm. not even good or bad. It's just they refused to acknowledge the situation so i think that created this weird polarizing split right there about the virus and people who were saying that it was fake and phony were you know they really thought they had a case and like at the time you almost can't blame them but you know obviously that's silly there is coronavirus people are dying but Mm -hmm. now we have to consider our actions which is i think what 2020 has been we've been searching between how much people should have the power and how much like the overarching authority should be able to like centrally plan how to deal with the virus. We've never really dealt with it in terms of how much power 
because the government didn't have as much power in 1920. It's just facts. So it's just this weird give and take of authority versus how much freedom you can have during a virus. And I guess we're still wading through that. We'll wade into that in 2021. But nonetheless, come July, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. I'm going to actually go back for one second to the whole freedom thing. Yeah. I don't I don't know if this is 100% like if I'm I'm going to paraphrase this and I don't know if this is being taken out of context but I believe this was like proven this is the case. Biden said that he's going to declare a war on coronavirus which means that they're going to try to get war power. Well, they have emergency powers right yeah, now. Yeah, but they're like 9/11, post 9/11 emergency powers. Exactly. But so like it I think it's already active and they're going to continue that to show that they're declaring war on coronavirus which gives them more power. And so right now, I kind of think the government is getting a little used to having all this, you know, ability to kind of tell us what to do. And regardless of what you think, it's just... I don't want to talk too much politics, but there's no way we can avoid the virus when we're talking about 2020. Yeah. But just to say, like, I think the coronavirus is causing many issues around the globe. And, you know, we'll get we'll yet to see what happens there. But, you know, speaking of uh, elites, I guess, Jaisleen Maxwell, you were saying... Yes. Arrested. That is his wife. Epstein's wife, I should paraphrase. Kind of wild, because she knows just as much as he does. I mean, she was with him just about never, all those pictures you see, where, and she knows. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like, nobody's heard anything about that story, really, though. They don't talk about that. I thought there was a thing where she's, or no one's allowed to talk about it in order to make sure that the case that they have going right now the ongoing case isn't interfered with or no info is leaked so that the people that they're about to like get and peg them for being like pedophile or whatever they always say like they're hiding information so they do that with everything i don't think that's true there's just no and even if that's true there's why wouldn't just the mainstream outlets cover it because that's their job to report on what's going on who knows? Maybe they're being paid. Maybe they are just giving less. They they have more opportunity they... and power if they don't rat them out, and like expose the stories. And this is confirmed by Snowden, who had top surveillance clear or uh, clearance. So I'm gonna take his word for it. Yeah. And then in August, to switch back here and kind of go forward a little bit, there was the explosions in Lebanon that that Beirut explosion do you remember with the fireworks that was crazy too speaking of fireworks yeah we got some going on here but once that i I remember seeing that video for the first time and just my jaw dropped i don't think anyone saw that it looks like a nuke explosion because the waves of it it, it it's the closest thing that i've seen to (laughs) to like a nuke going off and of course you know it wasn't as bright as one the but the mass power of it exploding was absolutely insane to watch and i think they said it was ammonium nitrate there was about 300,000 pounds of it underneath the factory being hidden there or like a cache of it was being stored there they never got rid of it from when they had it there they just left it there because they didn't care then once the firework caught fire or the firework factory caught fire (laughs) it was a you know bomb waiting to go off literally and you know, I watch, remember watching that video and you can see all the glass flying off the things and just the power of it, which really kind of was like 
2020 had enough going on already. All we needed was Beirut to like explode, basically. There was a video of a guy in the bridge, and he took the explosion, and you see the wave of the uh, the, the shock energy, wave. yeah, the, the shock energy wave of it just coming, flew and, right towards everyone, and yeah, it's almost like it's funny in the video. You see them hold the camera, and it you saw it go off like explode, and you can see the shockwave coming towards them with the camera, and they don't duck until it already hits them. You think if you see that you'd have enough time to react, but I think you're just in shock from seeing that that you don't even move until it's too late. But yeah, that was absolutely crazy event that I think 2020 summed up is pretty funny to have that in there realistically. Yeah, there was also the wildfires in California. Just to add on, to and in me. Australia, do you remember Canadians sent their own like forces to help take out that fire in Australia? That was actually kind of cool. You know, that was like a wholesome moment, like people working together. Good guy, Canada, coming <laughs> yeah. to come save the day. They're all, Canada's always there to kind of help out. You know, I'm not your buddy. Guy. I'm not your buddy, pal. Yeah. I'm not your guy, friend. Yep. They Canadians are nice people, but you know what? They help take out the fires in Australia and save koalas, right? They do do that. They did that. <laughs> well, they uh, in the future, they still will do that, I feel. Yes. It's one and done. Once they save you once, that everyone gets one free save from fire card from Canada. Right around this time, another thing that I didn't even really know until as of late, but polo, polio, polo, polio was eradicated on the African continent. That's a crazy advancement. Just yeah. to show, like, we're still working to eradicate. Like, the President of the United States had polio not that long ago. Now it's eradicated from an entire continent. I know, that's that's pretty cool. It's really awesome to think about that. It's almost like, a no give and take feel of life, though, because it feels like we got rid of polio. Ebola's last patient was left or from the hospital. And then all of a sudden the coronavirus kit, or, you know, it goes. So then it's like a give and take. There's always going to be something that someone's going to, or there's always going to be a virus or bacteria or something that's going to pop up that we're going to have to deal with. Everything's always mutating. So regardless of what might be the big thing, 10 years from now, there's going to be another virus that we're going to have to deal with. Hopefully not, you know, to this scale of coronavirus, but there will always be stuff like this. Sports were also canceled. To tie in with the fires, do you remember seeing that photo of it was a Dodgers game I think and they were playing and outside oh, yeah. it was completely pitch black from the smoke red from the fires and it looked like an apo- like literally like a nuclear apocalypse had went down and the crowd is full of cardboard cutouts and they're playing a baseball game with fake cheering in the background and fake audience noises that is the most 2020 thing you could possibly think of yeah the world looks like it's ending there's no one in the stands there's fake people clapping in the stands for you and you're playing a baseball game like an actual baseball game it's such a weird concept it's stuff you see in the movies like black mirror yeah you know what i mean like just a weird alternate reality version of you know what you would think is normal and you're like oh that's really messed up i hope that never happens to us (laughs) it's we're getting there like there's some weird stuff just kind of happening every now and then it's really interesting because during this whole corona and this this July to August period, there was a, not even July to August, but I would say come June when people were like, all right, like, you know, I kind of want to get things going a little bit or do some more stuff, and not just be locked in my house. There was a big migration from the big cities uh, 
particularly New York and California. In fact, Joe Rogan joined that, actually. <laughs> joined the movement and moved his studio to Austin, Texas. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but after he's moved, he's became more right-wing. Because it wasn't that long ago he was endorsing Bernie Sanders to be president. Now he's bringing on, or he's bringing on guys like Dave Smith now. <laughs> yeah. It's just sort of, I mean, Elon also moved or is going to move his operations into Texas because of the tax cuts and whatnot. But I think everyone's just kind of, they don't want to feel like they have to be told what to do, like staying inside and... The government's never, ever, ever, ever had the power to just tell people, you got to stay home. Oh, you want to work out? Too bad. Gyms are closed. You want to go shopping? Like... It's only open like during super certain hours and whatever. It's just insane stuff like that we all took for granted. Like I said, to flash back to that. Non-essential really workers, even if you had a job at a restaurant. If you're a small business owner, R.I.P. Like so much for caring about small businesses in the middleman. I just actually heard a story of this uh, grandpa had been working at his Italian restaurant in California for 30 years, and all of his. I mean, he got up. He would sit at the bar. And just hang out with his customers till like 2 in the morning. And then he'd go to bed for 3 or 4 hours, wake up, and just start making the sauce again for the sauce. The sauce. <laughs> Started making the sauce like for his restaurant. And now that's closed and he's done. And that's incredibly sad. I think we forget that perspective. It's like, yeah, people claim follow the science and we're saving lives. And what's the give and take from that though think about all the people locked down with the mental health think about the small business owners that are now out of business how that affects the economy all it did was make oh hey it's bad to go to the beach but if you go to walmart that's okay <laughs> that was the goofiest thing i remember seeing that there was a surfer that was out in the middle of the ocean just t doing about his business he didn't have a mask on of course and the beach like police like the you know police officers that were patrolling the beach they, like, flagged him down and followed him until he went on shore and arrested him for surfing. I'm And I'm not, like, anti-virus. I'm anti-authoritative figure telling me what to do, do this, do that. When the science that they that people say to follow, well, it's, it's so give and take, 50-50. Like, nobody has definitive science to follow. You know, it's, like, all subjective. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, the virus is real, one hundred percent, and people, people have are died. Dying. People had, are dying. You know, my yeah, my own mother had it. You know. Yeah, people. I know my mom got the vaccine for it because it's a real thing. But to say that, in order to save lives, we're gonna cause so much disruption to people's lives that they're this not. This is gonna, gonna affect for years too, years beyond. Like, think about it like this: you might have the virus for two weeks, and let's say that you don't die, obviously, and you're sick. Well, you want to go back and run your business now. A lot of these people don't have anything to go back to now. They are out their job. And they're, it's not like a job that they can just go and back and start And it's not like they had like again. free choice. Like, well, maybe I should have like saved up and, you know, in case it went over or whatever. It's like, no, the government just cut it dry and said, hey, like, you can't open your business. They didn't, they can't, you can't account for that. And there's no way in hell that they're ever, ever, ever going to find a way to reimburse the damages they've done to the no. average person. You can't pay that back. Oh, here's a $600 stimulus check. Hope this pays for your restaurant that went under that you're no longer going to be able to open ever again. 
thanks. What are you supposed to do with that? There's nothing to do with that. Yeah, so the, with the spending bill, what's funny is if, let's theoretically say the 2000 went past and went through. With that and all the other inclusive spending that's going on, we're going to get 2000 but somebody your age and my age, 20 years old, is going to eventually pay, that would be about 4000 <laughs> Giving out money, you're always going to have to pay it forward later, double fold. Whether it's generations or not. Yeah, it's it adds up. People want it. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people do need this money to pay for... That's another thing. The, all the people making the decisions are fine if things go under and they got money to take care of themselves. There's a lot of people that they need to work, we need to make money. Everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was a huge movement that Hollywood tried to do. And it was, they were singing John Lennon's Imagine... And it was like these celebrity millionaires, gazillionaires, like Gal Gadot and all these crazy actresses. And they were singing this song and they were saying like how horrible this year was for them. They are millionaires living in their mansion, like sitting in a bathtub the size of like the room we're in right now. Sitting there eating cherries and grapes off of a vine. Sitting there absolutely fine. They can have whatever they want. And they're telling us to tough up for it. Oh, it's okay. You, We're going to get through this together, guys. You're going to struggle to maybe get your dinner tonight, but I'm going to be living in my mansion here. We're going to make it... Meanwhile, the study has shown that half of uh, millennials are have had suicidal thoughts during this lockdown. I mean, yeah, half. It's insane. Half. 50% of millennials and people your, my, your age, my age. That's insane. <laughs> and the government is still thinking, yeah, I think if we keep shutting stuff down and... Well, now it's weird because you sort of, you do enjoy to see that some states are open, some are closed. So it gives people a choice and option to go move somewhere else if it suits them and their situation better. But still, it just to me, it's not acceptable to just keep a business closed down for this long. When we have enough information to know, like, the mortality rates and how dangerous it is to younger people, and that's where you could get into the debate of the efficacy of masks with healthy young people walking around like is it really needed because i actually remember the uh fauci saying at one point like younger healthier people probably don't need to wear it next thing you know is everybody needs to wear it do, do you remember that actually and then when i he said that yeah i remember that exactly and then i remember him saying that the form of transmission is just through um the air and touching stuff is very very hard to contact so the need for hand sanitizer was super low and you didn't need it because it really didn't matter but he's like, but make sure you sanitize your hands every chance you get because it's still a, a risk. Well, sanitizing hands also creates super germs. Yeah. I, I think the, I my biggest thing right now I'm worried about is everyone is kind of babying their bodies. And Safety so, over freedom. We're all going to die. Yeah. I want We're the, all going to die someday. I saw this thing and said, yeah, yeah. You don't go out, so you're safe inside. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're safe inside where you eat your cheeseburger that you ordered and you just sit there and just so much for positive mental and physical health or ways to get at that because it's all gone now. I don't know if you ever saw this, but they're recommending that we stay inside and keep babying our bodies and in terms of like hand sanitizer, don't expose yourself to anything. Now, I think everyone's staying inside. Their vitamin, like their... Vitamin D? Vitamin D, their, you know, 
nutrients and everything inside their body was so low because they were eating takeout, got no sun, staying inside. And now everyone might be getting, if you get sick and you're in that state, it's going to affect you so much worse than if you had just been going about your business, going outside, eating healthy, just doing whatever. You still got to work out and work your immune system. You get sick, it might still be bad, but I guarantee you it was going to be better for you than if you had um, been working out and doing other stuff and being active than staying inside and just being like a vampire. No sunlight, can't go outside eat takeout food and never leave your house well again as we discussed it's harder to get things back than it is to originally go through do you see us coming back like to full in the normal? near future or ever let's say six months from now i don't think so i don't think it's going to be back to normal for a while because there are so many pe- uh people telling you or there's just so many that just stick with the establishment and kind of do what they say I can't imagine wearing a mask for another six months, being told that after the vaccine's already been mass distributed, that there's still a real risk of getting it. Isn't that the same as everything else? There is give and take to life. There is a risk with going outside. There is a risk with driving. We all drive and I'm not, you know, you could get into a crash and die, but you still do it because that's just how life works. And you just, you go about your day and you go about your life. Yeah. Which I, is kind of weird because it's like everybody's trying to figure this out here. Everybody's trying to figure out how life works. Like people can pretend just getting older is figuring out how to people we fake and pretend like we know what we're doing. But fake it's like this make give it. and take, this weird give and take with how much you you value your safety over your freedom. If you're not willing to take any risks in your life, you're not really living to your fullest potential and like and again i wasn't somebody who thought the virus was fake in the beginning or anything you know i think everybody was concerned just about everybody was concerned in the beginning even with the lockdowns it was like wow this is kind of crazy but looking back now it's just crazy how far we've evolved now to six staying two weeks flat in the curve do you remember that <laughs> two weeks flat in the curve okay two weeks and we're out Six months later, every like it shows the person like sitting on their bed crying like after one year six later. months. <laughs> one year later, it's about to be almost a full year, and we're still at the point where I don't think we're gonna get this under control. To the point, like I think we have it under good enough control where we're getting the vaccine out. People are gonna start... virus just doesn't disappear. But that's so that's what I'm getting to is that I'm pretty sure that. If the government wants to keep making the case that we're all still in danger, technically, yeah, it's a virus. It's not going to go away. We all could carry it, and there's a chance it could mutate and we get sick again. You can't use that as an excuse to lock people up and have to wear... And I'm not a huge anti-masker, but it's really, really annoying when I'm trying to work out or do something like physically exerting, and I'm trying to wear a mask all the time, and I feel like it's doing nothing. And we don't even know about the efficacy for younger like is that good or a bad thing because of your immune system like you said not exposing yourself to yeah i'm not saying just go out there and start sniffing the corona yeah and it's not so much that (laughs) i think it's a good thing to get sick but you need to start kind of exposing yourself and go back to normal because if you're so afraid to get sick all the time but one time you do get sick you are not going to know how to handle it we just yeah it's cultivating a culture that's just afraid of their own shadow (laughs) 
what's the I always think of I just started thinking of it it's like a lonely island in like Justin Timberlake's song YOLO and it's like you only live once so get inside bubble wrap yourself and never leave your home and it's like he's covered in bubble wrap by a computer watching Netflix and he's not leaving his home he's so afraid to do anything and really that's the whole thing right now YOLO you only live once so make sure you absolutely do anything you can to save yourself and take no risk do everything we tell you to do but that's the exact opposite of what it kind of should be, where you live, you only live once, go out there and make the most of it and have fun. It's the exact opposite now with all of this. They're really telling us to stay inside, and we're young. We're pretty young. We're healthy. We're in our 20s. Speaking of, like, government authority and maybe some positive, some, some positive that we can take from this, the appeals court announced that the mass surveillance program that Snowden... Uh, unveiled through his obviously a whistleblower is was considered illegal and unconstitutional by that court so that and that's a big appeals court so that's a good that's a positive direction at least to move because now we can say well uh, statistically a hundred percent facts the mass surveillance program didn't prevent a single terrorism action not one. They, they cannot, when they went to the courts, they said 50 at first. Well, then they knocked that down to about half. It was like 25. They're like, yeah, about 25. Then it turned into seven. Well, when they looked into the seven, there was only one where they then claimed, like, well, it maybe was here. Well, then the courts were able to show that it didn't even prevent that. So there hasn't been a single terrorism <laughs> movement stopped. But post 9-11, you know, People, the Patriot Act was passed, and how can you vote against the Patriot Act, you un-American? <laughs> like, I feel like you shouldn't be able to name name acts because that's that's what is the word for it? That's not ethical. That's not ethical to name an act the Patriot Act because it makes it sound very especially during times where people were scared. Man, everybody was scared. It makes it sound very American and very like for the people when really so again though what we we are giving up stuff that we have in order for the centralized like force to protect us well and it's proven again that just going about our normal lives well hey you know there are people out here that want to attack and you know stop the united states but it's also we still have the intelligence to do that we don't need to see every single person we don't need to see brandon taking a shower Although, I mean, if we're being real here, you might want to see me take a shower. For being completely honest. <laughs> yeah, whoever that poor sap from the government was. <laughs> Looking through the FBI, my FBI guy watching through my phone as I'm singing to Taylor Swift in the shower. There are a lot of grim things about 2020, but... To move on to a more positive note, there was space exploration. Yeah, Elon Musk and NASA, they sent a rover to Mars... There was something to do with Venus too. They were checking out Venus. They were with checking out. They were checking out what now? <laughs> oh, Venus. Not, not Uranus, but Venus. <laughs> oh, okay, just making sure here. Yeah. Do you think that in our lifetime, space exploration will be so advanced that we'll be able to send someone to Mars? I bet. I bet. I think so. Yes, I actually do. Because do you think 20 years ago... Well, we've already talked about this in dial-up. <laughs> Check it out, by the way. Do you think, like, 20 years ago, they would have said, here, you have as much power in your hand as they took to get a spaceship to moon, the moon? You know? Like, a hundred <laughs> times stronger now. Yeah. I think if we stop 
I think the issue right now is a lot of people are focused on the tension between humans themselves in any aspect, political, social, you know, class issues. We're kind of focusing on everything within each other and we're always fighting each other. It's going to be very tough to get a movement to want to actually take care of that or like go to another planet when we might be dealing with a lot of other stuff. But I think with the way technology technology is advancing and how much new science is coming out and we're able to make these discoveries, I genuinely think by like our 70s, there will probably be people that can go to Mars. Yeah, I honestly, and that's insane that we don't even find that incredibly outrageous to even make a assumption like that. Maybe people do find that outrageous. If you do, let us know in the comments of the video on our social medias. Um, yeah, space exploration wasn't really talked about a whole lot. I don't think people care too much. <laughs> they had bigger things going on than uh, space exploration. When you can't leave your house, you can't really look at the spaceship flying up above you. There's yeah. no need to really care about it. Well, I think this is the time to give our yearly takeaways. So, without further ado, I am going to announce my yearly takeaway. My yearly takeaway is how to balance human connection while also being your own person. So being able to bond with others, but while also being your own individual self and like being okay with your own choices and whatever you want to do as well. Like, you know, you can be okay with it, vibe with yourself. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway from 2020. My biggest takeaway. Especially with the lockdowns, sorry. Especially with the lockdowns, it's like, you know, we were, a lot of us were forced to deal with ourselves and alcohol sales went up, people were using more drugs than ever. So yeah. I think a lot of people avoided themselves, but I really, I wanted to take this time to, to deal with myself and be like, hey, it's okay to be you. And still, like, also, like, you know, be with other people, but don't be so attached to where it would just totally destroy you. You know what I mean? Like, some people are going to leave because it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned that a lot in this episode, but... <laughs> It's a give and take. It's like you'll talk to people and then like they'll kind of fade out and then you'll you'll talk to another, meet somebody else and they kind of fade. But it's this weird thing because you can also create childhood friends that you stick with and it's like a rarity. But it's, there is power in our in connection with all everybody being connected. So that's my takeaway for this year. My takeaway this year, I don't know if it's maybe as deep, but I still think it's pretty important and regardless of the situation you're in i think making the most out of the situation you're in and really enjoying the moment how did you do that so for me you know when it the lockdown first started i was sent home and i really just started sleeping in more i stopped caring about what i ate i didn't care about classes as much i just kind of woke up whenever and did whatever and it kind of felt monotonous like a big pattern that i didn't really care about and I kind of started waking up like I don't want to waste a few months of my life just sitting here waiting for something to end when it might not. So for me, for you know, the whole pandemic kind of started up and what I did to kind of make the most out of everything is I still tried to keep connections with people in the most cheerful way I could. My family, I made sure to spend more time with them. Very fortunate that I was able to do that. And you know, the friends that I could see in person that I was around. 
I went and saw them. I woke up and I found something new to challenge myself every day, whether that was to read a little bit more or do something a little bit more uh, strenuous like working out or just doing just finding something every single day that challenged myself that I could wake up in the morning and go oh I can't wait to try that out today or I can't wait to start this up today or do something like just finding a new challenge for myself to make the most out of the day that I was you know you can only live in the present you can't live in the past or the future this is the only time you have so you might as well make the most out of every situation you have so you know my big takeaway for the year was even though you might be in a situation that's less than desirable make the most out of it for what you can you know if you have a connection with someone that you're living with at the time you know try to maybe make that connection better if you can't maybe you can you can always reach out to people because yeah. we're more connected now than ever exactly and i ended up facetiming a lot more people i ended up talking to people um i got to know a lot more people personally you got to probably take an inner look at yourself as well better exactly and because when like you said when you're not so connected with everyone you have to kind of take a look at yourself and get to like yourself. And I think that was a... Or dislike the way you're look, looking at the mirror. And if you're me... Chug a Jack Daniels If you're me, you look at the mirror, kind of shed a tear at how <laughs> ugly you've become over quarantine. 323 pounds. And you shed a tear in sadness as you realize how fat you've become. If you're me... Hey, you lost... You know what, though? In your defense, you lost weight and did... You know, you did get up and set goals for yourself. Because like we... Or like I said, nobody's got it figured out. Exactly. <laughs> like there's this isn't a book like to follow directions. Like, and as as like cliche and corny as this sounds, it's weird because you can become what you want of yourself. You can become your own a person of character, a person that people can trust. Like nobody's stopping us from doing that. It's just what are the best means to do so? Mm-hmm. That and that's like part of the explore, exploration of how we can be better yeah just challenge yourself i think uh one thing is we're becoming very comfortable in our house as well everyone's inside we're becoming very comfortable and challenges and doing something outside of your comfort zone is very scary you know what i mean like a lot of people are very nervous to do something that before it was on the fence of what they wanted to do you know like maybe go talk to that cute girl or something for guys now it's like you haven't seen a you haven't been in person for maybe three, four weeks, and you're like, oh, God, what do I do? You know, like little <laughs> small stuff like that. And, you know, go out of your comfort zone and do what you want to do. And You know what? There was one thing that I enjoyed from this virus. <laughs> the elimination of handshakes. You're not a <laughs> As a handsh- man with sweaty hands. <laughs> you're not a big handshake guy? No, it's not that I don't mind handshakes, and I think they're important. It's just that I don't have to worry no- anymore about having a sweaty hand and... So if I've ever shook your hand and it was wetter than the ocean, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize and I feel bad every single time. As soon as you said that, I looked at my hand and like wiped it on my leg to see if it was really wet. Mine are always sweaty. And mine, I had a sweaty hand, so you know that is a nice thing actually. No more sweaty <laughs> handshakes. Feeling like you need to dry your hands off on your pant leg before you shake someone's hand. So you know, combined with our two-year takeaways another a goal that we said is to get our fans more interactive so this is the point where I was talking about the beginning of the video the way we want to accomplish this is when it's an episode with just us two we're going to have a weekly takeaway and so our our vision here is you can send in a video recording of your takeaway from the week 
It can be anything. It can really genuinely be about anything, whether it's something that you want our opinion thoughts on, whether it's something you took away and you thought was really interesting. It can be something as simple as like the best food you ever had and it was really interesting or something as deep as like you found a connection with somebody or something that really just impact and change your life. You can have your voice recorded. If you don't want that, you can just send us a message, an email. Or just comment on the post for that matter. Our email is bapanoramapodcast at gmail.com. You can personally message us, send us like the video or whatever you want us to talk about. Or you can do it on any of the social medias, which are bapanoramapod. But it feels like, you know, if we can get... If we can get people involved, it'll just be fun because everybody can be connected and we can all just be one community. Get yourself heard on the show. Nothing's more fun than, you know, having other people engage with one of your own yeah, ideas. So, exactly. you know, it's awesome. We want to hear from everyone in the audience. We want to hear what you have to say. And and it feels like this new year, it's almost like we want to, people want a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Right? And we should, we should really actually take advantage of that as people. You know, people are in a good mood right now. People are feeling like we want to start over and it's like, oh, this year sucked. Like, how about next year? But the thing that we got to keep in mind is things aren't going to change based off the year. I'm not going to wake up. I cannot wait. I'm not going to wake up at six six feet tall tomorrow. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to just look outside and there's going to be grass growing everywhere. The sky is going to be blue. Coronavirus is gone. It's going to be 80 degrees outside. And I'm going to be six foot five, 280 pounds of pure mass and muscle. <laughs> Absolute God among men. Just wake up and just feel like I'm the king of the, you know, it's not going to happen. You're not going to wake up and just. But it was a tough year and it was a tough year for me. It was a tough year for, you know, you. It was a tough year for a lot of us. We had, you know, it's like a lot of people say, yeah, a lot of people died. And yeah, people did die from the virus. But it's just important to keep in mind that people die every year and we all. Like, we just got to continually push forward because the world isn't going to stop for a society. Like, it's just going to keep turning 365 days, and we're going to be back here again talking about, you know, whatever happened in the next year. So we just got to kind of keep pushing forward, and connection is the way. With that being said, everyone who's listening right now, as we enter a brand new year, Always remember as we enter into a brand new year. As we enter into you sound a like brand a new era, that's about to give us a speech. Feel so my everybody. power. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, if you're all listening right now, just know that we're entering a brand new year. And if you're listening right now, just know that you're on the path of becoming great. Yeah, and being built different. You really as the are new built different begins. if you're listening to us. Make sure you send in your clips of your voices. Be and, great and be built different. Goodbye. Love you all.